Can't Wait for Christmas is a proud member of the Christmas Podcast Network. Hey, buddy, what you doing? Is it Christmas yet? No, sorry, not yet. I can't wait for Christmas. Yeah, I can't wait for Christmas either. In fact, let's celebrate now. <laughs> Welcome to the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast. It's November 24th, 2023, and that means there's one month left until Christmas Eve. Today on the show, we are very lucky to have Jasper Smith from Straight No Chaser joining us during the middle of the group's Slaying It tour. We'll also have a fun way to enjoy your Christmas leftovers, count down the top five everyday items to get when they're Christmas-themed, and we'll reveal our final festive four in Merry Music Madness. Okay, let's start the show! Greetings, you believers, and thanks for tuning in to the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast, the podcast all about Christmas history, Christmas traditions, Christmas media, and everything else Christmas. I'm your host, comedian and Straight No Chaser superfan, Tim Babb, and I'm super excited that Jasper Smith from Straight No Chaser will be sitting down to talk with me today. Wait, is this another trick? Hey, imaginary listener, sounds kind of like Kermit the Frog. What do you mean trick? Uh, The name's Carl, and two years ago you said you were doing an interview with Mariah Carey, but it turned out you just spliced up a bunch of clips of her and pretended to interview her. This isn't that again, is it? No, that was clearly a joke. As I recall, the word interview was in quotes in the title of the episode to let you know it was a joke. But this is no joke, baby. Jasper Smith will actually be joining us for realsies to talk about the Straight No Chaser tour that's going on as we speak and their new Christmas album, Stocking Stuffer, which is available right now. But first, longtime listeners may be wondering why we dropped this episode a day early. Well, part of that answer will be revealed in our first segment. We need a little Christmas now. We need a little Christmas now. So today is the day after Thanksgiving here in the U.S., which means two things. People standing in absurdly long lines to do some shopping and leftovers. Since I covered the former on last year's episode on Black Friday, I thought I'd give you a tip about the latter today. You see, Christmas leftovers are practically identical to Thanksgiving leftovers, and I found a Thanksgiving leftover hack you can use today and then reuse on Boxing Day with your Christmas leftovers. I saw this on Instagram, or tape-delayed TikTok, as no one else but me calls it, but it's from user The Feed Feed, and she turns the leftovers into a waffle. Take a listen. This is the best way I've discovered to eat leftover Thanksgiving food. You can either make fresh stuffing or use leftovers and turn it into a waffle. That gets topped with leftover mashed potatoes, turkey, cranberry sauce, and gravy. And yeah, Thanksgiving leftover waffle. That's perfection. So I will, of course, link that Instagram reel in the show notes, but here's how you make these. You take about a cup of stuffing, put that in your waffle maker, and heat it until it's a golden brown. Then you put the stuff waffle on a plate and you top it with your leftover turkey, mashed potatoes, gravy, and cranberry sauce. Now she picks it up and eats it with her hands like a tostada, but I feel like a knife and fork would work just as well with this thing. I really want to try this, but we're staying at my mom's house for Thanksgiving right now. I don't know if I'm allowed to use the waffle iron for unsanctioned waffle-adjacent activities, but if you tried this, let us know how you liked it. Or even if you didn't like it, let us know via email, christmas at tancast.com. And now it's time to do some shopping in our countdown feature. Five Golden Things. things. We buy a 
lot of Christmas stuff around this time every year, and most of it gets packed up in January and we don't see it again for months. But I've noticed a lot of everyday type of items for sale at Christmas time. Items that you can keep using all year if you want to. Sort of an investment in a future need a little Christmas now. Is this confusing the way I'm explaining it? It always is. Quiet, you. Let's just start the countdown and I think it will all become clear. Number five. Tissues. I'll be honest, I typically put zero thought into what my box of tissues looks like. I often will just buy whatever's on sale. But this time of year, there are tissues for sale with Christmas designs on the boxes. Might as well grab those, right? If you're going to blow your nose anyway, might as well reach for the tissue from a festive box. I've had a box of Christmas tissues in my office since last year. And it's a good thing it's Christmas again now so I can restock, because I'm pretty sure I'm down to like my last two or three tissues. Number four. Food storage bags. Honestly, I'm trying to use less disposable plastic bags. I'm gradually making the switch to reusable containers, but sometimes you just need a plastic Ziploc-style bag. Luckily, this time of year, they sell them with snowmen, reindeer, and Santa on them. So grab a couple of these, and throughout the year, when you need to reach for a baggie, you'll be getting a little bonus bit of Christmas cheer. Number three. Oven mitts and cooking utensils. I've seen more and more of these spatulas, whisks, and oven mitts for sale that are Christmas-themed. My local grocery store is selling a bunch that are not only Christmas-themed, but Mickey Mouse Christmas-themed. You bet I snap some of them up. And why not? They just sit in a drawer most of the time anyway, but when you go to frost a cake or something, you can have a little Christmas joy in your utensils. Number two. Lip balm. This wasn't even on my radar until I randomly bumped into it in Target the other day, but it's brilliant, because you'll really be the only one who notices. But Chapstick, Carmex, and a bunch of other companies sell Christmas-scented lip balms. I got three packs of multiple sticks each, so I'm good for a while. I have so many fragrances to choose from. Candy cane, hot cocoa, sugar plum, gingerbread. And the best part is, you go out in the world, no one even knows. But rest assured, if you see my lips looking particularly hydrated in April, that's because they secretly smell like sugar cookies. Honorable mentions! Paper plates! This is only an honorable mention because I've talked about this on the show in past episodes, but to recap, there's lots of occasions throughout the year where you need paper plates. Why not grab some Christmas-themed paper plates now so you can use them again later? Number one. Soap dispenser. Perhaps most of all, this is the one that caught me off guard. I was at my local dollar store buying props for Halloween, and there were these adorable Christmas tree, gingerbread, and Santa soap dispensers. So I grabbed all three, because total, that was less than five bucks, and I put them in our bathrooms. You can believe they are not going anywhere after the holidays. You always need to wash your hands, right? So why not do it with a Christmas soap dispenser? And when the soap runs out, you can just refill them. That's exactly what I'm going to do. And that's my list. Any everyday Christmas items you think I forgot? Let me know on the website, can'twaitforchristmaspod.com. And now a word from a fun new podcast starring Sean Austin from Lord of the Rings, Goonies, and Rudy, and narrated by John Rise davies from Indiana Jones, Lord of the Rings, and Sliders. Scrooge, a Christmas carol. Ah, humbug. Cratchit, you're late! Jacob Marley, is that you? We'll be visited by three spirits on this very eve. Merely shadows of things that have been. I am the spirit of Christmas present. Come with me. <laughs> And Merry Christmas, Scrooge, a Christmas carol, wherever you hear podcasts. Welcome back. Straight No Chaser is one of the preeminent acapella groups working today, and they've sold millions of albums, been streamed billions of times, and they first came on my radar years ago when a listener sent me a link to their version of 12 Days of Christmas. On the 11th day of Christmas, my true love came to me. 11 pipers piping, 10 lords are leaping, 9 ladies dancing, 8 maids and milking, 7 swans are swimming, 6 kiss and lay, 5 golden rings, 4 calling birds, 3 French hens, 2 turtle doves, and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. 
On the 12th day of Christmas, I have a little dreidel. I made it out of clay. And when it's dry and ready, a dreidel I shall play. Oh, dreidel. Little did I know when I first heard that song that one day I'd be talking to one of the members of this amazing group of singers. But, ladies and gentlemen, we are lucky enough to have Jasper Smith here with us in the Christmas Cave today. Thank you for joining us, Jasper. Hey, Tim. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. So, as a... In addition to being a Christmas, you know, super fan, I am also a big superhero aficionado. Like I've already seen the Marvels three times. Um, oh wow! Okay. Yeah, it's amazing. So, <laughs> but one of the things we superhero nerds are into is the origin stories, and so I would wanted to ask you about the origins. Like, how did how did Straight No Chaser come to be? Did you all get your acapella powers entangled and have to fight someone who's trying to destroy the universe? I assume that's something like that. Well, we got bitten by a radioactive acapella singer. That's what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a, a simple story, Tim. It's the group started way back in in 1996. Uh, the original guys. So I'm a few years younger, but I, I also it. It started at Indiana University, and uh, mm-hmm. all the guys were in this singing group called the Singing Hoosiers. It's kind of a collegiate show choir kind of thing. And uh, they were seeing other acapella groups pop up, um, all-male acapella groups pop up around the country. And the guys thought, man, we could do this too, and we could get some food and girls maybe in the process. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, what higher calling? Um, but yeah, it just kind of germinated from that and uh the group had uh wild success in their three years at indiana university i mean selling out their their winter and spring shows and they it was originally intended as just kind of a a legacy group like a lot of college campuses have you know Mm -hmm. a lot of the the acapella groups um but they filmed their senior concert uh back in 1999 and then in the early days of YouTube, one of the guys decided to post uh, the videos from that concert from uh, for their 10-year reunion. And uh, it just so happened that it was one of the most watched videos in on YouTube in 2007, I think. And, you know, back then, a million or two views was like crushing it. Um, <laughs> and so... And uh, that was uh, the 12 Days of Christmas, right? Yes. That was that was, the, yeah, that was our version of the 12 Days of Christmas. Exactly. And uh, the per- one of the people who saw that was Craig Kalman, president of Atlantic Records. Oh. And so essentially he hit up one of the guys and said, hey, I love this. Will you guys, can you guys still do this thing? I want you to come sing for me. And so the guys went and sang for him in his office at Atlantic Records and he signed them from there. Very cool. That is a really cool. I mean, that you say basic. That's a cool origin story. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> it's neat. And I'm I'm one of the guys that kind of came through the legacy group at Indiana about about ten years after the original guys. So still have the Indiana story and the the heritage of the Strainer Chaser Brotherhood. But I was a few years younger. You're one of the new Avengers. Yeah, in, in yeah, that, yeah. In, in, to put it back in that concept. Yeah, I'm like uh, Ant Man, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, um. That doesn't explain the origin of the name Straight No Chaser. Do you know, like, I know it's what, you know, the, the, the rebels call alcoholics, but like, what, <laughs> how does that involve, how did that become the name of the group? Yeah, I mean, they, they, they said that there were a lot of different uh, options on the table, but they, there was this old Thelonious Monk jazz song called Straight No Chaser that's great. Um, and also it kind of refers to, they liked the tie in of acapella. It's just kind of straight vocals, 
nothing else um, just on oh. its own. And then they were they were in college, and so they thought they were being cheeky too. So they thought they'd <laughs> be a triple threat. <laughs> I was gonna say because, like, I assume most of them were not old enough to drink anything straight, no chaser at the time. Yeah, I'm not sure. That but I, I guess them, by though. the time they left. Yeah, because, okay, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I just realized my own internal logic didn't make sense when I asked that question. They were also 19 <laughs> at a state school, so let's be real. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll ask no further questions about that. <laughs> uh, so there's this um, uh, comedy writer named Sorian Bowie who said, for people who don't sing, music is like a magic trick. And it's, I think it's really true. You're like, wow, the how, like, how did you just do that? And I think if that is true, then acapella groups are like wizardry. Like it's <laughs> another level. Cause like, how do you like, how you don't, uh, a Christmas song, you don't just pick it up and it has like parts to sing for nine people without instrument. Like, like there's no, there's no piano. There's no strings to fall back on. It's all you guys. So like, how do yeah. you how do you flesh these songs out into something that you can all sing? And like, how, like what is that process like? Um, it, it, it's really honestly not that much different than, than putting together the cohesive sound of playing instruments. Um, mm-hmm. Because kind of at its, at its most basic level, um, what you're trying to do within a group is put together all the, so say you want, um, so say you need somebody doing drums. So you have a vocal percussionist in the back laying down the beat. And then of course to fill out the rhythm section in a band, you need a bass player. So mm-hmm. then you have a bass player. And then of course you have the lead singer. And behind that you have say like a rhythm guitar or a piano or whatever. And those chords are filled in by the rest of the guys. So, you know, you have three or four parts that are kind of predetermined mm-hmm. and then you use the rest of the voices in there to kind of fill out the rest of the instruments or fill out the rest of the, of the thing. Does that make, does that make sense? It totally makes sense, but I feel like it doesn't like, don't get enough credit for like when carolers sing a song, like they'll just grab a song and like, okay, here's the parts I sing it. But like you have to have a song and like, okay, now we have to do not only the singing, but we have to do the, uh, uh, what do you call it? Orchestration. It's not the word I'm looking for when they like, Hello, this is editor Tim from the future. The word Tim is looking for is arrangement. Arrangement. He's impressed with the arrangements of the Straight No Chaser songs. Let's listen to him fumble and bumble his way through this question a little longer before Jasper mercifully rescues him. Almost composing for the various other parts. Sure. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not just singing lyrics, you know, it could be like a it could be like a simple ooh or an ah behind behind the lead singer or you know, you could have the bass line laid down and like, we're doing a song in this fall tour where for half of the song, I'm going ding and knock, ding and knock, ding, ding and knock, <laughs> ding and knock. Like it could be completely arbitrary syllables, but uh, I'm, I'm not one of the main arrangers. So some of the guys that do the main arranging for us, I'm still blown away by some of the choices that they make. But it's, it's just kind of, you find all these different what sound like maybe on their own silly syllables, but you know, that's kind of mm-hmm. like mimicking a guitar, like a ding, 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 you know, it has, adds a little bit of rhythmic space to it also, but also has that intonation within the chord also. And like what makes your group unique is a lot of those things that you add are the, uh, like the, 
irreverent for lack of a better word, but like, sure. you know, the fun, the, especially like, you know, 12 days of Christmas, the Christmas can can. Heard this same song 20 times and it's only Halloween. It's not even Christmas, Christmas time is here and Christmas songs you love to hear. Thoughts of joy and hope and cheer, but mostly shopping, shopping, shopping. Yeah, I just, I love how it like it just adds extra joy to the songs. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> and that's the fun thing about those songs too of even in Christmas Can Can but especially 12 Days of Christmas where there's so many songs overlapping each other and kind of mm-hmm. twisting and turning and weaving in and out. That's the cool thing about music too is, you know, if you can find stuff in the same key or you know in relatively the same pattern, it takes a, it takes a really cool creative mind that I don't necessarily have, but I appreciate being in the presence of to kind of weave those together. And, you know, how can you, like, I don't know how they initially came up with throwing Africa into the 12 days of Christmas. <laughs> I but... love, that's one of the things I loved. <laughs> <laughs> but it Whenever just I worked. sing Africa at karaoke now, the last chunk, I will always do the 12 days of Christmas lyrics. Partridge in the big pantry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And uh, are you involved with like, how do they, how do you choose? Like you just had a new album out uh, mm-hmm. just this month, uh, Stocking Stuffer. Yeah. Uh, and I, I heard, I was listening to the first track of it, The Happiest Christmas Tree. Oh, I'm the happiest Christmas tree. Ho, 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 hee, hee, hee. Look how pretty they trust me. Oh, lucky, lucky me. Which even being a Christmas aficionado, I was not aware that was a song that was existed. Like, oh yeah, I looked it up later. I've heard like Nat King Cole sing it since. Yeah, looking it up, but like I was not like so. How how do you go about picking like oh this would be a good Christmas song for us? I, w- I will say the process is is really democratic um, with, within the group. Um, I mean, you know, now this this is our fifth or sixth Christmas album, so you know. In, in our eyes, we might be scraping the bottom of the barrel for Christmas songs, but um, <laughs> uh, no, it, it's honestly like the process of this album was, okay, what songs haven't we done? And, you know, guys came for, forward with like, oh man, we haven't done Feliz Navidad yet, or we haven't done Happiest Christmas Tree yet. Because um, I wasn't aware of that song before we recorded it either. Oh, okay. But, but it's awesome. It's great. I yeah. love it. Yeah, and it's it's such a fun component to add to the live show too. It's it's that one's really really fun. But really, I mean, what happens is a guy will go home. You know, thanks to technology now, guys can record all nine plus parts at home and kind of send out a fleshed out demo to the group and be like, "Hey, this is what I'm thinking." Oh, and then really, it's just majority rules. Um, so if you know, I think it's. Uh, if enough guys vote yes on it, then it's like, yes, okay, that goes into that goes into production. And this album was, we started recording albums, uh, or some stuff at home during the pandemic, just kind of out of necessity. Mm-hmm. But this album was recorded entirely from our own homes. We all have our own recording rigs. So essentially a guy would send out the sheet music and the demo, and we could kind of listen to what our part's supposed to be note-wise, intonation-wise, and just kind of record it from home and send it out. And we have uh, an awesome producer that we would just send the tracks to and they would make it sound pretty. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I did notice, speaking of, you know, being at a Democratic uh, of picking the song, I noticed that one of your uh, favorite bands was Wolfpack. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is there a chance that Straight No Chaser will ever do a version of Christmas in L.A.? Oh, I love that song. Um, 
We did it. We did a version of uh, Back Pocket last year mm-hmm. with uh, we matched it up with Lovely Day by Bill Withers. And I know it's gonna be fun we uh we got the chance to meet the wolfpack guys just kind of out of out of chance last summer when we were uh rehearsing in in nashville um but we should have i i've heard of a couple other groups i think home free another acapella group did a version of christmas in la but i'm i'm sure that's going to be on the docket for us i would love for that to happen i mean it seems to fit your it seems like that i mean as the uneducated noob like it seems like it would fit your style really well yeah yeah i mean just because it's that's it's such a fun song and they're just so tight and so funky oh man i love that band (laughs) yeah yeah now you you mentioned home free i was wondering yeah do do you have beef with other acapella groups like in pitch perfect like is it a Do you guys meet and have battles? Yeah, there's a lot. We, every abandoned pool we find, we call the closest acapella group. <laughs> um, no, we get we get along with we get along with a lot of um, other groups that we meet. Like the Home Free guys are are good friends of ours. So we'll oh, that's you know, cool. Um, they had just finished rehearsing, so they had just left Nashville when we were in there a couple nights ago. But usually. I mean, when we're in Nashville rehearsing, some of the guys will stop by or we'll go out and grab dinner or a beer or something with them there. They're great. Now, do you have like you're in the you're in the middle of the tour as we're recording this? Um, I mean, when it drops as well. Mm -hmm. But like you are literally like you have a show tonight and like you you have a show like the next like five nights in a row. You have a show in wildly different places. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have uh, like rituals that you go through when you're on tour? Um, yeah, yeah, I would say every guy's is a, is a little bit different. I mean, we just did the math last night. We have 48 days until the end of the year, but four of those will be home for Thanksgiving. Three of those will be home for Christmas. Um, so it's really only 41 more days on the road and we have 41 more shows. Um, so it's, it's almost every day that we'll be together that we have shows, but yeah, I mean, usually I wake up in the morning, try to get some I'm I'm probably one of the earlier risers, so I wake up and try to get a workout in early. And a lot of guys use um, throat coat tea with honey and lemon, but it's once you get that, I call it like a callus, for lack of a better term. Like once you get that muscle up to speed, it usually takes a week or two on on tour. You know, you just get ready and uh, go out there for the night, and your voice and your body almost like remember what to do. It's just muscle memory. It's like, oh, I need to be at this point today so it's just ready to go right yeah and I, like you mentioned like how like you're gonna be home like for a couple days here and there but like you're on the road almost from now till new year's day yeah so that eats up a ton of your holiday season do you get to like do you get to f- get a chance to actually celebrate the season because like you're helping other people have bring so much joy to the holidays i hate to think that you guys are being cheated out of the joy yeah the holidays yeah it it can feel like that sometimes to be honest but you know this is this has just become our christmas tradition and so like part of our christmas tradition is like 
we roll through a lot of the same cities every year. So we see a lot of the same families year after year. And it's cool to see kids getting bigger and families growing and developing. We all have wives and children of our own. So it's tough to be, it's tough to be away from them, but you know, like I'll be home for Thanksgiving and we'll do um, a lot of the Christmas prep then. And we get, I think, you know, three days off for Christmas uh, with the families. But yeah, I would say our, our holiday season just looks a little bit different, I would say, than the norm. But I don't think it's, I wouldn't say we feel it any less. I mean, we decorate our tour buses. We, you know, we, we lean in for sure. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. And uh, uh, with this, the new album and the new tour, do you have a favorite new song that you sing? Or is it like, you know, they're all my kids. I can't pick a favorite. No, no, <laughs> that's not the case. Yeah. Um, there was... So Tyler Trepp, one of the guys in the group, he arranged this um, Harry Connick tune, I uh, I Pray on Christmas. I, I had never heard Harry Connick Jr.'s version of it. I'm a big Dave Barnes fan. Mm-hmm. And um, I heard Dave Barnes do a version of that. I pray on Christmas. I pray on Christmas. That the sick will soon be strong. It's just this good old bluesy gospel song, you know, in that New Orleans Harry Connick kind of vibe. That that one's my favorite for sure. It's like I find myself given like the musician like stink face on stage. Like, <laughs> mm, yeah, um, almost every night. Yeah, that one's that one's a banger. That's a great song. Oh, awesome! That's something to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, so we definitely have the tour dates in the show notes. You can go to sncmusic.com to find them. If you don't want to go to our show notes, they have their own, but you can find the tour dates. Uh, but before I let you go, I would like to, uh, a tradition when I have somebody on uh, an interview on the show, I like to ask five golden questions. Love it. All right. So we will start with number five, eggnog or hot cocoa, hot cocoa. All right. I agree with yeah. you. I, for, for some reason, I find eggnog gross. Same. Same. <laughs> All right. Number four. When you're decorating a Christmas tree, top to bottom or bottom to top? Oh, top to bottom for lights, bottom up for ornaments, and then the star last. Nice. Yes. We always do the star last. We yeah. always, we try to pick one or the other, but it, when we get the kids involved, it just becomes, oh, look, everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. Things are everywhere. <laughs> yeah. My son was, my son was about a year and a half last year. So it was like all the ornaments were concentrated on the bottom. <laughs> Where he could reach yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. For better or for worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Number three. Multicolored lights or white lights? Oh, this is a battle at my house. This is it's, uh, it, it, I, this is something I stumbled upon that like, oh, people have strong feelings about this. Yeah. Yeah. My my wife and I have like a little passive aggressive feud going on because our, <laughs> our lights are they're those LED lights that you can like change. They can either be light or colored or blinking or, you know, whatever. Yes. And so she'll wake up in the morning and the lights will be blinking multicolored lights. And uh, then I'll come back in the middle of the day and it's a nice soft white light. So it's it's back and forth. I'm a colored light guy, but uh, depending on the time of day at my house, you'll see different versions. 
your house has turned into the, those fairies from Sleeping Beauty where they kept tr- changing the color of her dress. Make it pink. Yeah, Make it blue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> okay. Wait, I, I have a question about the lights for you, Tim. The big bulbs or little bulbs? Uh... On the so like my outs my, the outside of my house is just a mishmash of all the different lights. Like I have those big old timey ones yeah. that I'm sure are awful for the environment. I like I have a set of those just because I grew up with them. Of course. But then I also have the LED ones uh, that are more the tiny bulbs, and then I have those gigantic bulbs that you can get. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, the big guys, <laughs> like yeah. the size of a football yeah. that sort of light the pathway. So yeah, I'm all over. Them. And then I have like those snowflake, uh, the icicle ones that sort of go bleh, 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 yeah. bleh, down. Yeah. So and it's colored. It's white. It's I'm like whatever. I just it was it, it was I Christmasy, tell what they so I bought from it. the noise. <laughs> 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 Number two, real tree or fake tree. Ooh, I I like a fake tree. I think I'm not home enough to appreciate a real tree and the Mm. smell. So whenever I get home, it's just all about um, watering and cleanup. And that's not what I prefer. (laughs) (laughs) I I also prefer the convenience of a fake tree. Yeah. But I also like the smell of a real tree. So I've compromised fake tree and I get a real wreath every year. Oh, my wife does the... Yeah, we do the fake tree but real garland for the fireplace. Oh, yeah. even better. Yeah, so I still have the cleanup. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I've just realized I'm about to play. So I, I do five questions, and then I do one additional one called Honorable Mention. Okay. But this is actually me singing harmony with myself, and I'm realizing who I'm about to play it for, <laughs> and what a dumb idea this was. But I am too far in not to do it now, so That's here right. it comes. Honorable mentions. <laughs> oh man, you nailed it! It's so good. I thought it was professional. <laughs> I appreciate. I appreciate you lying to me. Now, <laughs> presents Christmas Eve or Christmas morning? Christmas morning. Okay. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. That's. The I've bet. heard a lot of people do it Christmas Eve. I, I. I. I was never one of those people. No. No. There's nothing like. I was like one of those kids that like could never sleep on Christmas Eve because I was so excited for Santa to come. Mm-hmm. So like that, that special thing of like waking up in the morning and being like, Santa came, you know, especially now with kids, like that's Mm -hmm. just so much better. I concur hundred percent. And our number one question, this is something that's going around on TikTok. And I was like, oh, I know the exact person to ask. Fill in the blank. I'll be home for Christmas. You can blank on me. Plan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's either plan or count, depending on who you ask. Yeah. And your guys's version, it says plan the first time and count the second time. I'll be home for Christmas. You can plan on me. I'll be home. like to keep people on our toes too on our toes. <laughs> i was like you guys covered the basis <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those mandela effect things right it's like where <laughs> yeah exactly mm-hmm. the, the dude on tiktok that was playing it was like like here it comes it's gonna say count plan what okay this person <laughs> definitely says count plan okay this person was like you know buble and uh, 
I, I can't remember. It was like Frank Sinatra and like a bunch of different people. Yeah. And they all said plan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had always thought, I remember, I remember thinking growing up, like plans, a weird word choice. They should say count. <laughs> uh, and you were right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Jasper Smith, thank you so much for taking some time out. I know like you're in the middle of your tour, so I really appreciate you taking some time to come talk to us. Like I said, Straight No Chaser is on tour right now. Go to uh the go to the website and uh check out the show dates. And also the new album Stocking Stuffer is in stores now. Pick it up. Again, Jasper Smith, thank you so much for being a part of the show today. Oh, Tim, thanks for having me. This was fun. I hope the rest of your tour goes amazing. Thank you. Thank you. It's on its way. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. Wasn't that awesome? I'd love to give one more big thank you to Jasper for joining us on the show today. If I was a better interviewer, I would have followed up on the thing where he said they all recorded parts of their songs separately in their own homes for their recent album. Back in the thick of lockdown, I was on many a Zoom call where a group of us tried to sing happy birthday to someone, and it went off the rails almost instantly. I can't imagine coordinating the intricate harmonies of Straight No Chaser songs. And speaking of their intricate harmonies, I know this is a Christmas show, it's Christmas time, they're in the middle of their Christmas tour, but... When I went to look up that Lovely Day back pocket mashup he was talking about, it was on their album called Yacht on the Rocks. So many good songs on that album. Not Christmassy, but super fun to listen to. So you should definitely check that out. But again, back to Christmas. Straight No Chaser's new album, Stocking Stuffer, is available now, and their tour, Slaying It, could be rolling through your area soon. They'll be in Cincinnati, Ohio on December 1st, Chicago on December 3rd, New York City on December 5th, Boston, Pittsburgh, St. Louis, Indianapolis, and so many more cities. Go to sncmusic.com or click the link in the show notes to find out when and where you can catch them live. And now it's time to see how the latest round of voting went in Merry Music Madness! All year long, we're doing a bracket-style elimination competition to find out who's the ultimate Christmas singer or singing group as voted by you. Last time, we had eight music makers left, and you voted to send your favorites to the final festive four. Let's see who you chose. Bing Crosby made Vince Guaraldi say good grief as he rode to victory 56% to 24%. And it looks like the Cinderella story of the Muppets has come to an end. They defeated the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, Mannheim Steamroller, and Dolly Parton, but Johnny Mathis really made his presence felt 64% to 36%. Andy Williams proved again that he's Mr. Christmas, defeating Kelly Clarkson 78% to 22%. Finally, Nat King Cole said a holly jolly goodbye to Burl Ives as he takes this one 64% to 36%. So now we have our final festive four going into our semifinals. Just two matchups, and here they are. Bing Crosby. I'll be home for Christmas. You can plan on me. Versus Johnny Mathis. And I need a little angel sitting on my shoulder. Need a little Christmas now. And Andy Williams. I played my best for him. Versus Nat King Cole. I saw three ships come sailing in on Christmas Day. 
on Christmas Day. I saw three ships come sailing in on Christmas Day in the morning. There you have it. Now you can get your vote on. It's a shorter voting period this round. You only have until December 10th to vote. And send your favorites into the finals. You can find the link at can'twaitforchristmaspod.com or on our threads, Facebook, or the app formerly known as Twitter. It's totally anonymous. You don't have to provide any personal information. You just have to vote with your whole Christmas heart on which one should be sent to the finals. So get out there and vote and join us December 11th for our final round of Merry Music Madness! And that's our show. Once again, special thanks to Jasper Smith from Straight No Chaser for joining us today. He and the gang are on stage tonight at South Bend, Indiana. So if you downloaded this early enough, and if there's still tickets available, maybe you can make it there. Or tomorrow, November 25th, they'll be in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Again, you can find their full set of tour dates at sncmusic.com, or you can click the link in the show notes. Speaking of the show notes, you'll also find a link to that Instagram recipe for stuffing waffles, and perhaps most importantly, the link to vote in Merry Music Madness. Bing, Johnny, Andy, and Nat need your votes. So vote and spread the word. And again, we'll be coming to you early with our next episode. So we'll see you back here on Monday, December 11th for more festive fun. In the meantime, you believers, keep laughing all the way. And that was Christmas 1983. Actually, Dad, it's 2023. Oh. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, a.k.a. iTunes, and email us about it at christmas at tancast.com, we'll send you a free Can't Wait for Christmas sticker. If you'd like to see the show notes or leave a comment on this or any other episodes, you can go to our official website, can'twaitforchristmaspod.com. While you're there, you'll find a link to our official Zazzle store, where you can grab customizable t-shirts, ornaments, stickers, and all sorts of other Christmas-themed items all year long. We'd love to connect with you on social media. On TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and Threads, we are Can't Wait for Christmas Pod. And on the app formerly known as Twitter, we are at Christmas Pod. We Wish You a Merry Christmas was performed by the United States Marine Corps Band, and this amazing version of Jingle Bells on the Accordion was performed by the wonderful and talented Christian Nowicki. All other music and sounds used in this episode are the properties of their individual copyright holders, and they are used for purposes of commentary and review. No infringement is intended. Okay, boys, did I forget anything? God bless us, everyone. Merry Christmas! So I'll do a little intro sort of kick us off, but I might end up retooling this a little bit so it sounds a little more natural, but just to kick this started. Cool. All good. Straight No Chaser is one of the preeminent acapella groups working today. They've sold millions of albums, been streamed billions of times, and they are currently on their holiday tour, slaying it, coming to a city near you soon. And we are lucky enough to have Jaster Smith with us today to talk about this amazing group of... Yeah, that's the part I'll redo. The part where I can't even say amazing group of singers, which a normal human could say. Good thing I don't talk for a living.
So how how do you go about picking like, oh, this would be a good Christmas song for us. This this you know like like once you've grabbed the basics, now you're kind of like you. What where do you where do you go? Yeah. How do you yeah. pick, how do you choose? That's it, a it, long way of asking that question. <laughs> oh, it's all good. Um, <laughs> I'm your host, comedian and Straight No Chaser super fan, Tim Bapp. And I'm super excited that Jasper Smith from Straight No Chaser will be spitting all over the place. I'm, I'm that excited. I'm just spitting all over the place. Surely that won't embarrass me when I try and talk to him later. You see, Christmas leftovers are practically identical to Thanksgiving leftovers. And I found a fax... I found a fax... You see, Thanksgiving leftovers are practically identical. Nope. You see, Christmas leftovers are practically identical to Thanksgiving leftovers, and I found a Thanksgiving leftover hack you can use today and then reuse on Bocking... This sentence is my nemesis! Now, she picks it up and eats it with her hands, kind of like a tostito. Tostita? Tostada? You say tostito, and I say tostada. We're talking about two very different things. Uh, Tostitos is a brand name. Tostada is an actual food, isn't it? Tostada! I was right! Okay. I'm so worried about showing my ignorance of uh, anything outside my own culture that I'm like, I, you know what? Double check that before you put that out there on the internet and everybody goes, You're dumb!